Hi, and welcome back to This Week in Voice for Thursday, December 14th. This is episode 21, the season finale of what we're calling season one. We will be back early next year with the start of a fresh new season. Um, it seems like it's flown by. Uh, I'm so appreciative of all the guests that we've had on this show and our other Voice First FM shows. It's been an incredible start to this network, and we're appreciative to everyone who's been involved, not the least of which is our sponsor, Voice XP. Bob Stolzberg, Mark Tucker, who's on this show today, and the Voice XP team have really executed to be a breakout software as a service company over the last year. They've been called one of the most innovative software companies in the space, and they develop Alexa skills for enterprise, business, and brands. Voice XP has been leading Alexa for business, and their customers include CenturyLink, Arizona State University, and brands like Chingy, the rapper. When your brand or business is ready to adopt voice, email demo at voicexp.com. We're going to include that link in the notes of the show. Um, and say to Alexa, start Voice XP to learn more. These guys are doing amazing work. We are very grateful for them. Check them out. Today, we are very fortunate to have the original panel that we had from the very first episode of This Week in Voice. Ahmed Bouzid, who is keynoting the Alexa conference coming up in January, is joining us. Ahmed, say hello. Hello, Bradley, and thank you very much, and congratulations on a fabulous year, my friend. Thank you very much. This has been fun, and I know Whit Lingo is doing incredible work as well. Ahmed uh, is, yeah, absolutely. Ahmed is CEO and founder of Whit Lingo, uh, based in the D.C. area. Check them out. Ahmed, great to have you back. Thank you, sir. Our next guest is Brian Romley. Brian, say hello. Hello, Bradley, and congratulations, man. This has been an incredible journey. I, I, I absolutely love what you've built with Voice First FM. It's been a fun ride, and, and Brian, I appreciate all of your help as well. Uh, Brian is editor and publisher of Read Multiplex, uh, a top-selling app. Uh, everybody who's listening to this hopefully has long since downloaded it by now. If not, go to readmultiplex.com and check that out. Uh, Brian, great to have you back on the show. Great to be back, and I have some surprises for 2018. I'm building some amazing things that I know all of the listeners are going to love. So get ready, Excellent. get ready. Looking forward to hearing about that. And we also have Mark Tucker, Principal Engineer of Voice XPE. Mark, say hello. Hello. Yes. Uh, congratulations, Bradley. This is hard to believe that it's only been six months since the first episode. Uh, when I was on for the first time, I was uh, doing Alexa for a hobby and you know, trying to get into the space. And now I'm at Voice XP. So just uh, love what's happening and how this uh, market is expanding. Beautiful. And that's exactly what it's about, right? It's the market's expanding and, and people who are drawn to the technology and drawn to everything that Voice First represents, uh, finding you know, employment with it and, uh, and significance in their work. Mark, congratulations on that and great to have you back on the show. We've got a couple of stories to lead off and then we're going to get into the main portion of this show, which will be a year in review. So with that, we'll get to the news. Our first story this week is our VoiceBot.ai story of the week. We're appreciative for the work that VoiceBot.ai has been doing in the space, reporting a lot of great news and uh, presenting a lot of insightful commentary over the course of the year. Uh, we will continue with the VoiceBot.ai story of the week uh, as we enter season two of next year. The story of the week this week is that Amazon has revealed 
part of the way it's looking to deal with this YouTube Google problem by enabling and promoting the, you know, Amazon's acquisition, Twitch, on the Echo Show. And Mark, I'll start with you on this. Um, do, you, do you think this is enough to help Amazon deal with YouTube? Um, share with me your perspective on this as a mitigation strategy for Amazon. I, I think it's a start, but you know, you compare 1.5 billion monthly active users on YouTube versus 100 million on Twitch. Uh, it's it's definitely a start. If uh, Amazon grows Twitch into to more of a YouTube competitor, you know, I can find lots of things that interest me on YouTube. Uh, it's more my uh, teenage son that uh, likes the Twitch channel. Uh, yeah, couldn't agree more, Mark. And uh, one thing about Twitch, most people underestimate Twitch's reach. Twitch is really, really massive. And it's a total, it's a dip, it's a narrower demo than YouTube. Of course, YouTube touches so many more people, but um, people uh, need to be careful about selling Twitch down the river because it's, it's a, it's a big deal in its own right. Um, Ahmed, what did you think about this? Do you, do you care about Twitch on the Echo Show? Is this a big deal or what do you think? Uh, well, for anybody who knows me, um, my position is pretty, pretty predictable. Um, it's a little bit disheartening for a company like Amazon, which um, claims that its number one leadership principle is customer obsession, not to figure out a way to work with, uh, with Google uh, to get YouTube out. I think YouTube is, uh, is what people use the most, and therefore uh, it impinges and degrades the customer experience not to have YouTube. Number one, number two. If uh, I don't believe they're selling the Google Home on on the uh, on the Amazon store, that's a number two ding on the customer experience, right? If they are going to be the store of, the, of this earth, uh, why are, not, are they not selling? So I just feel a little bit disheartened to have these dynamics between these companies who are trying to, you know, create monopolies and vertical integrations and so on, leveraging leveraging each uh, each's assets to you know, to play strategy at the, at the expense of customers. So that's my take on this. Uh, I may be wrong, but uh, that's, that's my first reaction on, on all of this movement that I think is, um, is not putting boys first. Completely agree. And uh, this reminds me so much of, um, you know, my company has published several works uh, into the iBook store through the Apple ecosystem. And this reminds me of the total stupidity that is Apple's policy that if you mention Amazon, most people don't know this. If you mention Amazon, Amazon.com, or any other of several key words that are associated with Amazon in a iBook, in a book that is published into the iBook store, it's not going to be published. It's going to be held up. It's going to be rejected until you remove that. Um, and Apple will tell you that. So it's just another one of these I dumb things. I didn't know that. That's that's awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and now you know this just this whole thing reminds me so much of that. These companies uh, doing this petty stuff. Hopefully, we get beyond that. Um, Brian, yeah, competitor censorship oh, is not is, is not cool. No, it's not. No, it's not. And these companies, they're they're making enough money. You know, um, if they think it's that strategic, then that's and on one top thing. of. Well, on top of that is the uh, is the um, deafening hypocrisy because they all position themselves as being uh, obsessed with customer uh, experience. Apple is that, and so is 
Amazon, obviously, you know, and, and there's this contrast between those words and their actions. Sure. And the funny thing is with Apple, and not to go off on a tangent here, but, you know, Apple has a very political CEO. And yet, you know, if, if there was a, um, if, if, if Rosa Parks wanted to, or, or, or Maya Angelou wanted to publish a book into the iBook store, that book is not going to be published if it mentions Amazon.com. <laughs> so that's, that's sort of the state that we're at. Brian, any closing thoughts on this? Well, first off, um, I, I agree with uh, Mark and Ahmed. Uh, uh, generally, this is you know something that makes absolutely no sense, like what uh, Ahmed was saying. There are ways to bridge the gaps, but on the other side of it, there is a highly competitive element between Google and Amazon for video. Uh, Google is existentially threatened because they have not yet released their video screen version of the Google Home, which we'll see probably for second quarter uh, next year. So they want to be able to have the adulation of being the first to fully integrate the new version of YouTube. On the other side of it is Twitch is actually, although the demographic is thinner, the monetization capability of the producers on the Twitch platform is significantly higher. YouTube has been playing games with monetization recently. They've demonetized some people who are just gamers that are joking around, taking things a little too seriously. Uh, You know, you got kids that are 16 and 17, and if you were 16 or 17 recording what you said, you could probably get demonetized. I would. I'm, I'm sure all of us would. So, the bottom line, Twitch is a little bit more open-minded about that. They tell people, hey, listen, they're a bunch of kids talking while they're playing games. And that environment actually draws a lot of teens and early 20-year-olds into that platform, and it's doing very well. Now, how does that con- contend with, um, you know, the Echo products? It's, it's not a perfect alignment, but I am pretty much willing to say you're going to see an alignment between voice first systems and that psycho demographic, the gamer demographic coming out of Amazon in 2018 on a level that few have ever thought was possible. Uh, This sort of voice first automation inside of uh, live gaming environments is going to be very profound. And the interactivity inside of Twitch with a, uh, let's say a Alexa assistant will be profound. So it's early days. Um, I wish there was more involvement uh, about getting this solved. But at the end of the day, both brands are doing, I think, immeasurable harm to each other. I, like in any war, there's no victor in this war. I think ultimately, at least short term, I think Google's actually getting more injured uh, by them pulling this YouTube uh, off of Amazon products. And that's yes. my view. Yeah, it's not a positive. It's not a real high note uh, for either of these companies. So hopefully, not at all. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, us consumers are not going to be just spectators that we will voice our discontent. I, think, I agree. Uh, I think uh, this um, this sort of uh, us watching the titans clash and just commentating and so forth is is not the way to engage. I think uh, they listen to us. I think. Um, if Amazon and Google listen, uh, hear from enough people about this uh, bullshit that they are pulling uh, against the, uh, you know, the consumer, as if we were peons, in which we are in a way, because you know the choices have been limited so much that we, you know, either go to A, B, or C, and A, B, and C are cornering eighty or ninety percent of the market, right? But I think it's important for us to speak up uh, and to say that we don't like this. 
I don't like it, Amazon. I don't like it, Google. I really don't like it. Uh, and so, and if there are enough voices, uh, and, and and these guys, when they hear from ten, they 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 have their internal multipliers. They they understand that ten means X uh, people who have not voiced their discontent, um, given that you know the ten and so on, right? So I think, and, and I'm at people like yourself. Uh, I've I've uh, echoed the same thing. People like yourself, myself, and Bradley and Mark. You know, we put out this, and we ha- have an impact. You know, I, I know that our voices have been heard when you first put it out, and I first put it out. I have people internally in the company saying, "Oh boy, I didn't think this was going to be such a big deal." I'm like, "This is a huge deal." It, it, it's it's um, it's not a good yeah. practice. Yeah, yeah, and I think the dynamic needs to change so that these people see that there are consequences in the backlash. Um, yeah, and along these lines, just to close this out, uh, it just underscores the importance of the Alexa conference. So I will insert a shameless plug: the Alexa conference um, is an independent, you know, third-party event where. You know, these sorts of issues can be raised. Everyone agrees Amazon's done a phenomenal job. We're going to get to that in the year in review. Uh, But, uh, you know, if if it were Amazon marketing hour um, or some Amazon-owned event, um, chances are you wouldn't be getting 100% of the picture. And that's why we're so excited about the Alexa conference is that all the positives, as well as the challenges and the things that have yet to be dealt with, um, can be examined all together. So anyway, that's a great set of analysis for that story. I'm going to combine story number two and number three. Story number two is about Apple's acquisition of Shazam, which uh, hopefully has something to do with Siri because it would be a great addition to Siri. Um, and that's sort of, uh, as Kathy Pearl and I discussed last week on the show, um, you know, a good blueprint for Siri is to sort of acquire their way back into the fray. Story number three deals with Google Home Max being out and receiving strong reviews despite the high price, really um, robust piece of hardware. So I'm combining these two stories to ask the panel, which one of these two companies is most poised heading into uh, 2018 to take on and take share away from Amazon and the Echo line, as well as any other comments about either particular story you may have. And Ahmed, I'm going to start with you. It's obvious I think it's going to be Google. It is Google already. I think um, what people don't realize, perhaps, is that Google has a massive um, footprint on the on, on surfaces, on smartphones, on all Android devices, obviously, right? Um, and so if you buy a Samsung, uh, it's in the OS that you have the assistant in addition to, um, to Bixby. So they, they are formidable uh, in that sense, in that uh, Amazon does not have a footprint. Um, if you build today an assistant for Google Home, it will be immediately a scale, an action, Google Action. Google Home uh, for Google Assistant will be available on Google Home and all of these services. So that is not something um, that is trivial. That is huge, uh, and I believe that um, that uh, they will definitely gain share. I mean, we within with Lingo, we're seeing a lot of incoming uh, leads from brands, and and I would say half of the brands want uh, Alexa and Assistant, and and some of them ha- want only Assistant, which is interesting. Um, you know, speaks to the dynamic between many companies, many big brands out there and, uh, and, uh, and Amazon. Um, and I, I think we'll see more of that. I think we'll see more of pe- more people seeing that, hey, maybe we, we want to be on Google first or Google only. Um, and, uh, and the selling point um, that Google has, again, of uh, the footprint is, uh, is huge. 
I think the Shazam acquisition is a no-brainer for Apple. That should have uh, went on probably a year or two, in my view. Uh, it's a great opportunity for Apple to extend their entertainment powers. You know, internally, I think Apple is struggling uh, with the real threat. And that threat is, do they fully realize that voice is its own platform? That's, that in and of itself is going to be independent, although it's going to be on other systems like Google Assistant uh, that Ahmed just uh, brought up. But it's also going to be its own platform. And I think one of the reasons why we're not seeing, a, uh, you know, the Amazon, sorry, the Apple device out this year is because they probably met themselves in a mirror and said, what in the heck are we doing? If we're just doing a high fidelity speaker, the water is already receding around us or, uh, you know, ascending around us. And we're at the point where there's nothing unique. Uh, so what are we doing with Siri? How is Siri going to work? I think the biggest turning point for Apple is when it was leaked out that the iPhone needed to be tethered to make the uh, HomePod be of any value. That just is very ill-conceived. So Apple is is um, definitely learning, I hope. I hope 2018 and the things that I've heard uh, you know, around is that they're taking it more seriously. Google receiving uh, you know, great reviews on Home Max? Absolutely. <clears throat> I think it is a really well-conceived, well-designed product. I think this particular space, the very high fidelity range, uh, is going to grow very rapidly. There's going to be a lot of contenders in the market, and the fidelity levels are going to be mind-blowing. I think that's where we're going to see a lot of the, the, a lot of the innovation. The thing about it is, until one, the product manager or, or two, the executives at these companies realize that the music is a use case, but it's not the thing that's driving this engine. Anybody listening to the show and all the panel members know what's driving this use case is this new modality. I mean, Ahmed, Ahmed wrote the book about this uh, a long time ago, and we're at that point. I mean, 2018 is the inflection point where not only just the manufacturers of these systems have to wake up to it, every single brand, every single company on the planet has to see how do they align to this new platform? How do they get discovered? What does their brand look like? I mean, these are really large questions. And I got to say, it's a bigger question than when mobile took off. What does our mobile strategy look like? And it's probably equally, if not larger, than when the web first arrived. What do we do on the web? What does our company look like on the web? So all of this plays into that. But I think we can get distracted if we think this is a smart speaker marketplace. I, I never use that terminology in, until I'm doing it right now because it belies the fact of what's really going on. Does yeah. that make sense? Absolutely. Sure. Um, and so from what, what I hear you saying, Google is better positioned to take on Amazon heading into next year. Absolutely. I, I would say to such a level that Apple has, and I'm an Apple fan, Apple has a long way to go. Not that they don't have the technology or talent, I just don't think they're applying it correctly, and it's a frustration of mine. Sure. I hear that. Mark, your thoughts? Yeah, just really quick, uh, agree with Ahmed and, and Brian and their analysis. Really, Apple set the bar on the high-fidelity speaker, even setting a price, and uh, they weren't able to, to make it, and, and Google matched uh, Apple's call. Yeah, so I think Google's the, the very well-positioned for next year. Very cool. So that is going to conclude our stories uh, as far as the entire year is concerned. Pretty crazy year. Uh, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff has happened, and so I want to shift to 
um, looking at the year in review and what I call report card time. <laughs> this is going to be fun. So I want to take, um, I just listed, you know, six companies that have come up on this show from time to time uh, for good reasons. If there's another one that you feel like mentioning, uh, feel free to throw that out. But what I think makes the most sense for this is let's start backward with Alibaba. Give me your letter grade for the company's 2017 voice first performance and one or two sentences on your justification for that. Let's start with Alibaba and Brian, I'm going to start with you. Well, Alibaba uh, is, I think, doing incredibly well. In fact, in some ways, they're trailblazing. I would give them a letter grade of B because I think that they have achieved some phenomenal uh, uh, use cases. I'm not giving them an A because I think the technology that they originally deployed under needed to be improved. And I think they kind of saw that, but uh, I got to give them a lot of... um, a lot of uh, motivation for where they are at this point. I, I would think at, at this stage, they're probably one of the most individually used pl- independent platforms out there. I mean, Google, one could argue, but you know, that's across many different uh, systems, you know, online, Android, all these different things uh, and Google home. So they're a solid B in my, uh, my view on, on their way to an A if the AI that they're working on continues to improve. Yeah, I, was, I gave them a B as well. I, I, they've only been out for you know, six months. Uh, I think they're making great progress. And the 100,000 room Marriott Ho, uh, Hotel deal, um, I think, definitely puts them in the solid B category. B towards A, I think it's amazing what they've done in such a short period of time, given that um, somebody like Apple has not been able to execute. So I, I really am impressed. Excellent. So that's pretty good marks for them. Good deal. Uh, let's talk about Samsung. And Mark, I'm going to start with you, your letter grade and uh, justification. Yeah, if we're going flat letter grades, I guess I would do a B. I was thinking more in the B minus range. Um, I think they finally overcame the the you know English and the Bixby button. Uh, but even, even looking on their sites as a developer, it's really hard to figure out how as a, a developer I'm going to help them grow this platform. I would have to give them, well, I'm going to separate uh, Viv from uh, Bixby because they're not really merged yet. I would give um, Bixby a, a let's see right now, primarily because they do have Viv, which in my view is a solid A+, yet they haven't fully implemented it. In, in the last conference, they started showing the beginnings of that, and that would have lifted them up what I would have given a D this year. Uh, so they moved quite rapidly because Dag was on the stage talking about how Viv is going to start integrate. And I got to echo what Mark is saying. From a developer aspect, one doesn't know how one is to bring a brand in there. I have clients coming from me, all angles. What should we do about Samsung? And, you know, it's a very complex question. Now, I've moved some of these clients into that platform and they're actually doing okay. But it's it's very difficult and it's very hard. So they really, I would almost give their developer platform uh, a D minus. So uh, they have a lot of uh, opportunity. And I think as more of the Viv talent uh, supersedes the Bixby original project, we're going to get them moving much faster, much higher grades in 2018. I'm giving them an A mainly because they have 
come so far so fast, to be honest with you. Um, uh, uh, I just got a, an Android um, phone, um, Samsung phone, and I have Bixby on it. And I was surprised that it works a lot better than I thought. I guess I had low expectations and so on. But I think just uh, maybe it's effort, perhaps, or, or being able to execute in such a hard space um, so fast. Um, I, w- I, would, I would say it's, a, it's an A uh, with caution, so to speak. Uh, let's see what happens if they continue executing and improving. I think the potential is massive um, with the Samsung um, uh, hardware uh, play uh, in the sense that um, I think uh, I think Samsung has a lot more hardware than Amazon, so they have definitely a big play there uh, to integrate uh, Bixby into, uh, into uh, those products. So I'm bullish mainly because they have done so much in such a little period of time. Excellent. So those are good grades as well. We're not spilling a bunch of red ink here, um, at least uh, at least yet. So hey, this is this is a good thing. And Ahmed, I'm going to start with you with Microsoft. Uh, your letter grade and uh, thoughts. I think uh, Microsoft. I'll give them a C again. It's sort of the flip side of uh, the flip side of Samsung and Alibaba in that they had so much and they have executed so little. Number one, number two. I do not understand their strategy. They have 145 million, you know, endpoints with Cortana on on it, but that nobody would know uh, that they did. I don't see them pushing. I don't see the energy. I don't see the vision. Even though they have the full stack and they could easily um, have a much better uh, footprint than they do. So I'll, I'll give them a C at best. Yeah, I'm going to say a, a C going to a B. I, I just read some stuff uh, today about. Uh, discoverability, skill suggestion, um, skill chaining, and the Microsoft Knowledge Graph Exchange. I think it's kind of a sleeper for this year, and uh, I'm optimistic that they'll do a better job next year. I'm going to give it a C plus. Uh, and the release of the conversational Bing interface yesterday, uh, it was announced, and I've had uh, experiences in seeing it in the wild. Uh, moves that grade up from uh, would have been a central C, uh, maybe a, almost a B. And I have to echo what Ahmed has said. They have this opportunity that is not being utilized. And again, this is vision and it's management, and it's the biggest problem in this industry is most of the players other than Amazon are sitting back and either reacting or failing to act rather than acting and trying to take advantage of their, the powers of their platform. And that goes across all of the companies we've already talked about and ones that we're going to talk about. So um, Microsoft um, I think is on their way up. I think that if they continue to listen to the right people and continue to build in the right direction, they're going to do uh, wonderfully. Uh, and like I said, I'm really encouraged what they're doing with Bing right now. It's hard to tell from my standpoint whether Microsoft deserves, you know, like an A or an F. Because <laughs> the Cortana Alexa integration was such a big story this year. And in the aftermath of that, I would defy anybody to tell me how Microsoft is leveraging that. Um, you know, they're first to the door with creating this sort of symbiotic, you know, non-aggression pact with uh, Amazon for Cortana and Alexa to coexist. And yet it hasn't really been fully explained to us or the marketplace, I feel like, what that's going to mean for Microsoft or how they're leveraging that. So I don't know. For me, I, I'm not I'm staying out of giving grades for the most part or trying to. But I, I guess an I is what I would give them. I don't I don't know what. Echoing what all three of you said, I don't know what to make. <laughs> Good old incomplete. Yeah, what they're yeah, doing. I, I, <laughs> I agree. You know, 
and I, I personally wouldn't have announced the relationship unless there was a material, material, material deliverable that people can really bite into. I mean, it, it just seemed like, sure. hey, we got this great idea. It should have been, look what we did together. Look what we built, and this is what we're going to build on. Uh, so, yeah, normally I'm not one for a cop out of giving a non grade, but uh, in this case, I feel like it is somewhat warranted. Uh, but uh, well, time will tell. Uh, we'll see what they've got in store for us in 2018. Uh, next up is Apple. And Mark, I'm going to start with you, your letter grade and uh, thought process. I didn't really want to give anybody a D grade, but uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and do it with Apple. It's uh, If you don't show up to the final exam, which is Christmas season 2017, then uh, you fell the class. Uh, I think that's what happened with Apple this year. Great, great metaphor. Completely agree. Uh, Brian, your thoughts? You know, I was, I'm, I'm stuck. Uh, I'm going to give it a C minus. And it's mostly because I know what Apple is capable of internally. And uh, it's my, like I said, it's going to sound like a broken record. It's the failure of vision and execution. It's the follow the person in front of you. It's, you know, how does this affect iPhone sales? And that's the biggest problem with Apple today. And um, again, you know, younger companies, this stuff wouldn't have happened. They would have executed. There would have been a product, like Mark said. Um, It is really heartbreaking to see Apple pre-announce something and not deliver it. Uh, it. It is hearkening back to the the lost decade of Apple of the nineties before Steve jobs came back. That's that's, I'm not saying that's where they are today, but I'm saying that's what was starting to happen to Apple. And it, it's sort of a directionalist kind of thing. I understand the, 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 the premises and I hope the reasons that I understand it's being delayed is correct, but yeah, it, it, it is uh, let's give it a C minus. It feels a lot, HomePod feels a lot like vaporware, doesn't it? It feels like it's easily a product that we may never yeah. see. It, it, that's what I really feel. I, I mean, you know, I saw it in, in, in the flesh and it sounds phenomenal, but the fact that they are not taking it seriously as a new platform is the biggest thing that I think the average person is going to really be insulted with. I mean, sure. it, you, we already know what Amazon Alexa is like. You know, it's not like they're coming into a vacuum, you know, and that is the minimum you have to be able to give. And if you don't give that and you're not on time, you're, you're, you know, pretty bad in class. You know, yeah, this, well, you invite a lot of questions. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. invite a lot of scrutiny for sure. Ahmed, your thoughts? Well, I'm not going to be as nice as Brian and Mark. I'm going to give him a big fat F um, for, <laughs> for just failing miserably. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is this is Apple, and when Apple says they will deliver something, they should deliver it, or they should not announce uh, that 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 you can't use the HomePod without your iPhone. It's just you know, it's disaster as far as I'm concerned, right? Um, anyway, uh, I think it's an F. It's a it's a clear F as far as I'm concerned. I think hopefully next year. I think when when they get their act together, they will be a formidable force. I think for sure. No one never should never underestimate Apple. But right now, I think they are. Hopefully, they're at the lowest point uh, as far as this is concerned. And can it get can, can it get below an F on your grades? <laughs> uh, you <laughs> can get, get kicked, you get kicked out. out of school. Can be expelled uh, exactly. Spell <laughs> Apple. Um, You're out of here. But uh, no, I, yeah, that's great analysis. I, I think they're the definition of an F student in my mind, right? And what does an F student do? Like sleeps through class, uh, makes promises, doesn't deliver, and then 
let's not leave out the last step tries to buy their way back. Um, you know, <laughs> daddy gets the wallet out. Oh my God. And, and uh, starts spending, spending money. And that's what, you know, uh, Tim cook or assuming he's still there, whoever it is, um, has got to get the wallet out and get the student back it's in a, school. It, it's a failing rich student. That's <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, so that's, uh, that's <laughs> where the we're best at. Kind. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, sad state of affairs, but, uh, Hey, what can you do? Uh, if, if, if that if, if buying Shazam is their way back into voice platforms, <laughs> they, it's all over. It's all over. I mean, it, I, I can I can tell twenty companies they need to buy right now. I mean, Apple needs to buy companies. There's no doubt. Yeah, they're uh, I completely agree. Uh, we'll we'll see what 2018 has in store for them. So next up is Google, and Ahmed, I'm going to start with you. Your letter grade for them and thoughts on them. I'm going to give them a, a B plus um, going into A, mainly because I really am impressed by how much they have done in such a little amount of time. For sure, if you were to compare the number of actions that are deployed versus the number of skills and all that, I think they clearly um, do not match the numbers. But I think uh, the number game that Amazon is playing is a number game. Um, I will ask you guys, well, how many skills do you use on a regular basis, right? Um, uh, is it two, five? I don't, I don't use more than a couple, right? So um, uh, besides that, I think they have done quite a, a good job in terms of their SDK, in terms of their partner uh, handling. I think Amazon is fantastic as well. Um, but I think uh, given where we were, they were at the end of 2016 or where they are, 2000, uh, end of 2017, I think they, um, they deserve, they deserve the, uh, the accolades. Uh, good points by Ahmed. You know, I would have to give Google a B. It should be an A. Uh, the reason they're in a B is, you know, it, all, and we'll talk about this with Amazon. And I've talked about it in prior shows. All of these companies are basing things around skills and abilities. And anybody who's listened to me knows that that is a dead end. There is no, there's no roadway. Go down that road a hundred miles an hour. I'm coming back. I'm telling everybody there's a dead end. Skills are not the future. The way this is all going to build is neuronal going to be neuron connections and that takes completely rethinking of how all developer ecosystems are going to interface with these devices uh you know whether they do it the way i say it or they experiment around it it's going to happen that way there's no doubt about it why there's only so much of so much of a domain space there's only so many words you can use to invoke something there's only so much scratch pad memory in the human mind to remember okay how do i ask it to do x or y uh, is it going to constantly suggest to me what i need to do this is not the answer folks so google had the opportunity to do that because they own a knowledge graph and they're not doing it because again a failure of leadership they lost some incredibly powerful people this year in voice and for a number of different reasons. And that's a big mark against that company. Uh, my view is this, can Google recover? Absolutely. Is 2018 that time? It should be and it better be because even though they have the biggest uh, use case, they can very well be marginalized by Amazon to such a degree and even Apple and definitely Ali, uh, Alibaba. There's no doubt about it that they can actually be a third player or even a fourth player if Microsoft uh, pushes it. And that's not the position Google should be in. You know, if, if I had my way, I'd be connecting Google products and stitching these things together in a way that would be dynamic, that would show a future path for developers. Because guess what? In 2018, there's going to be developer remorse on all these platforms. It's coming. 
you know how pro I am in this platform, but every, all of us working around it, we're going to reach a level where it's not returning investor money. It's not producing what it should be producing. The sales aren't coming where they should be coming from. What happened? And what happened was discoverability, the proper monetization, and this whole idea of invocation. How is that going to change? Can I just put it? Sure. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so just to uh, engage Brian on this point, which is an important point, I don't think there is a solution that we can just draw up in the board. I think the solution will emerge as we do, as we, oh, yeah. as we do, which is what we're doing right now. We're doing, right? It's good that we have a platform when we have a thing called a skill. And the skill is the thing that, sh- that is a conversation. How does the skill get invoked? Well, that's a problem, right? It's <laughs> a problem that needs to be that needs to be solved. We have a paradigm right now where we need to solve it. I don't think we need to do a paradigm shift. I don't think it's uh, go 100 miles down the street and come back. I think we go, we're going to go down and we're going to to go left or right or up or down, wherever it may be. But I think the uh, the solution is going to emerge as, a, as we define the problems uh, in a concrete way, as opposed to um, drawing something up and saying, let's, let's, let's throw everything away and let's go and start from scratch. I think it will emerge dialectically, so to speak, right? As we engage with the real world. For example, discovery, right? You know what? How, how does one discover- I agree. How does one discover how to do something in voice, right? Well, voice or an interface that's voice does not exist in the ether, right? It exists in a world and that world uh, can 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 have signifiers or things that tell you how to engage with the with the voice version of the experience. Right, the website has its voice presence, and so there's a mobile app, and so there's this and that, and the magazine has a mobile pre- has a voice presence. And from those various um, endpoints and channels, uh, voice will will have its place, and will will and so the, the invisibility of voice will be compensated to a certain extent. All of that, all of this is just brainstorming. And my point, my basic point is that we will figure it out and the only way we'll figure it out is by doing and acting and failing and so on and we cannot act and fail without a starting point i think this is where we are um and hopefully uh we'll get to the right solution as we engage i i, I agree Ahmed. and and that you know you you make a very solid point i'm not against experimentation i'm not against where we have come all i'm saying is a company like google that's why i'm facing this on Google, coming like Google has the opportunity to muster the AI talent and the knowledge graph in such a way that they can overcome some of these obstacles. You know, Amazon is on the skill paradigm. Google doesn't need to be in that sort of box. And of course, they're not fully in that box, but they're heading in that direction slightly more and more. And I don't think that that is the gravity we need to go in as, as developers and as people who are recommending. I mean, I talk to brands all the time and they are flummoxed by this stuff. They know they need to be on these platforms. They know they need to uh, somehow build their brand within these platforms. And But they also know, logically, after being in technology, some of these folks for many, many decades, that there is a dead end. I mean, I talk to clients all the time. They say, why aren't they seeing it? I'm like, I try to bring and ring the bell. But well, we have to, and you we make have a to good, fail. Yeah, you make a good point, Brian, that the... Uh, you know, the monetization um, that Amazon's brought to the table this year, really, it puts a, a, a clock on what Google's doing um, in sort of an interesting way. Either they've got to step up and offer those sorts of things so developers can get a return, or they've got to take an entirely different direction. And Mark, I want to shift to you um, just to close this out with Google. 
do you agree with what Brian and Ahmed are saying? What's your letter grade for Google and your thoughts? Yeah, so you know, great comments before. Uh, letter grade for Google, I'm saying B plus on the way to an A minus. Um, I think next year it's really going to be a battle for who's going to be the valedictorian here, Amazon or Google. Um, to look at it a different way, um, our family sometimes watches the uh, reality TV show Survivor, and the motto for that show is outwit, outplay, outlast. And if uh, outwit is the technical features, outplay is how you spin it in the you know, marketing and the media and outlast the long-term strategy, I think Google's done a really good job in a lot uh, a case of this last year outwitting and outplaying uh, um, Amazon. But I think Amazon's uh, up for the challenge. I think uh, that's, that's great. Uh, it's great analysis all the way around. I think Google has had a particularly strong end of the year. Um, the Walmart partnership, uh, their advertising, um, I think they've made some strong affirmative steps uh, the right direction. You know, the, the analogy in my head is, uh, you know, Wiley Coyote uh, realizes there's an anvil about to fall on his head and he pulls out this little umbrella and just gets blocked <laughs> by it. Um, and it really does, it provides no resistance whatsoever. Like in this case, you know, Wiley Coyote is like the rest of the tech industry and the anvil is Amazon. Who's the roadrunner? It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> a good question. I hadn't thought that. I, I, you thought too Amazon, far. Amazon, maybe. Amazon's uh, the roadrunner, maybe. Well, I think Amazon's the anvil dropping on everybody's head. But the thing about right. it is, is that... Um, Google has done a good job. Google is in this strange situation of operating constantly in the shadow of Amazon, the deafening noise of Amazon in the marketplace. You know, Google has to try to cut through, and they haven't been completely drowned out, in fact, heading into 2018. Yeah, it reminds me of the uh, of, of how they were able to just quietly take over uh, the market with Apple in terms of the, uh, you know, the market share, right? Apple, yeah. a lot of noise, a sure. lot of noise, a lot of noise. And those guys, they had a strategy, which is the Android, and open platform more, more or less. And, and, and right now, there are more, more Android devices than, I believe, uh, than iPhones. Sure. So I, to me, I think you have to give Google, you know, a pretty high grade uh, for withstanding the uh, absolute relentless assault um, that Amazon's provided. I would give them an A minus uh, if it were me, because uh, they're in pretty good shape heading into 2018. Let's close this part out with talking about Amazon. And Mark, I'm going to start with you, your letter grade for Amazon and your thoughts. Yeah, I, I think uh, A, maybe an A minus. Um, I think they're doing great things overall. Um, they're still the leader in this. There's a number of things on the developer side that uh, I hope will be improved here uh, this next year. Like what? Well, there's a number of features that I've been asked for for a long time. Notifications has been slow coming out. I think it will finally come out next year. Um, being able to do personalization, voice uh, profiles is is coming out. But there's a number of features like I personally have asked for simple things like even figuring out what time zone a request is coming in so that you can say good morning or good night. And that's just not part of it. And, and for some reason is so low on some list that it's not coming out. Hmm. Okay. Uh, good deal. Uh, Ahmed, your, your thoughts. Uh, so if you had asked me in 2016, I would have said A plus because they just made, um, they took the, this thing called the Echo and made it mainstream, which is very hard to do, even with, for a company like Amazon. Uh, they delivered something amazing uh, and, uh, and it just took off. And I think it cre- they single-handedly created a category. 
I do believe that if they ha- if it were not for Amazon, we would not be where we are today. I mean, everything is contingent in this world, and there was no reason whatsoever uh, that such a thing as a far field device would emerge if it were not for Amazon for the longest time. Somebody like me, in, you know, in the speech world um, forever, speech fields around the corner. But there was a company called Nuance that just um, was not innovative and it just killed the competition and so on and, 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 and sued companies that threatened its space and so on. So it took somebody like Amazon to come in and just do it uh, and, and leave somebody like Nuance in the dust. Um, so I'm very glad and happy. Um, for t- 2017, I think uh, Amazon was has done fantastic, a fantastic job, but I think they... They were um, the part of the of the of, of what has been driving them in 2017 is is just is is this obsession with creating a narrative of domination, right? That they are the place to go, uh, and they have done all kinds of things uh, along those lines. For example, you know, just pushing on skills, going after numbers as opposed to quality, getting all these devices out there with all these multiple form factors. Why? Why would you do that? Right? You create an also many price points and creating confusion in the market about. You know, so, you know, I get people asking me, what, what should I buy, a dot or this or a that or a that or a that? Or what, what do I buy, right? Um, I mean, we've seen this happen with Apple in the, you know, in, in the post, um, post pre-job days, right? Where there was uh, confusion in the market because you had so many devices. So, uh, and, and that sort of runs counter, uh, Amazon's number one uh, principle of uh, leadership principle, which is customer obsession. You're not obsessing with the customer if creating confusion in terms of what to buy. You're not obsessing uh, uh, with the customer if you are not providing, uh, if you're not using your resources to provide developers with, you know, what Mark um, was, was listing. Those are basic things that should have given us a long time for us to be able to build quality skills. We can't build quality skills if, if we're not able to do uh, outbound notification. There's a whole world of value that is being kept from us because we don't have outbound notification. <laughs> Finally, we're getting uh, we're getting it and so on. That's fantastic. Uh, enabling uh, payments and so on. All of that stuff is speaks to quality and they've taken a lot of en- their energies uh, in, in doing strategy, right? Dominating and so on. And I don't know if... Uh, here's a, I'll leave you with this point because I think it's an important point. Imagine, say, five years from now, going into a hotel room and imagine that we now consider it to be part of our lives to speak to devices, to speakers, right? Imagine that it is expected for you to just say, X, what's the, um, what's the, what's the weather out tomorrow? Or, or, or you know, what's, uh, what's on my calendar and so forth? Imagine that you, when you go to a hotel room, this is what you expect to be able to do. Just like you today, you go to a hotel room, you expect to see a remote control, you expect the TV, you turn the TV on, you expect to see CNN and C-SPAN and so on and so forth. You expect that, right? Now, imagine that world. Would you, as a user, right, feel that it's a good experience when you get into that room to say, let me see, that device is an Echo. So let me, I'm going to say Alexa. Or that device is a Google. No, you would expect to be able to just engage it. Therefore, I think uh, this conception of somebody dominating, either, either Amazon is going to win everything that's, that's out there that is voice-enabled is Alexa, and that's it. It's the end. It's one provider, which would be sad. Or we're going to go to a world where we have sort of an open voice web where uh, there is a, um, I don't know, there is a convention, uh, there is a, uh, and there is a way that you engage with devices. And just like uh, when you go to a TV and you turn it on and you don't care if it's a Sony or if it's uh, whatever it may be, and you don't care who the private provider is, whether it's Comcast, you expect to see your CNN and all that. I think we're going to go towards that world. Um, and so 
this thing that's going on right now uh, is where you know these people are playing these games and trying to dominate and all that um, is a little bit a little bit disappointing, right? Um, and I don't know what the solution is. Is it going to be where we are going to go towards that vision of one unified um, interface and so forth, or or somebody's going to dominate, or are we going to um, uh, change our invocation depending on the device that we're looking? This from that entire uh, thought process reminds me again of the publishing universe where you've had people um, for as long as I can possibly remember saying the same thing about like the Kindle ecosystem versus, you know, the iBooks ecosystem to a much lesser degree. And then some other ecosystems Mm -hmm. saying, man, I wish I could download a digital book and have it readable on any device. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, back in 2000, someone was probably saying that. And, you know, I think that sort of has made me believe as well as many other things that you know the world sort of gravitates uh to to closed ecosystems rather than open i'm not saying it's right or wrong but that will be interesting to watch well, in the case, i'm sorry oh, to, just sure. uh, one more in the case of voice because voice is invisible uh, uh and therefore you're not going to get the affordance to know what to do and what to say so for example i think it's okay that we have a duopoly when it comes to the os uh the mobile os because it's your device and you can configure it and you live with it and you know what it does but when you get into a room or a conference room, wherever it may be, you don't have that luxury of knowing what to say and what to do. And therefore, uh, I think the, you know, the imperative to, uh, to sort of have a common universal way of engaging with these devices is going to be more and more prominent. Well, you're right. You can't fully have uh, the, the smart speakers can't disappear into the ether, into the hardware and the furniture and the electronics around you. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know who you're talking to, yeah. You're, yeah. You're, yeah. yeah, so that is an interesting um, subplot to watch as this all evolves. Brian, what is your letter grade for Amazon and your thought process? Well, first off, Ahmed makes some incredible points and I'm all for that. And I think all of these things are going to develop simultaneously. I know of a number of companies working on independent platforms. Uh, there is two stealth companies that are absolutely fascinate the world as they uh, start getting some traction. Finally, some venture capitalists are beginning to see this. And finally, uh, maybe some ICOs will uh, fund some of these ideas that VCs were not supporting before. So 2018 is going to be very interesting on getting getting that going. As far as a letter grade, I have to give Amazon a straight letter A. And um, primarily because this year they did bring about some form of monetization. And that took a lot of courage to do that. Now, why do I say courage? Because it really is shooting in the dark. It really is how do we get these developers to stay in the ecosystem? How do we get quality to go up? And to Mark's point, we really, really need to work on making the tools phenomenally better. Not just you know, a couple of things like uh, time zones and things like that. I mean, there's phenomenal things that can be done. And why is it so freaking difficult to load things up and, and to get development done? This is ridiculous. And, and whoever comes up with this idea to make the barrier too hard so that the developer is serious enough or technically savvy enough is absolutely not paying attention to where real creativity happened. Real, real creativity happened in the programming space when people stopped doing machine coding, stopped doing assembly language, and, start, and started creating higher order languages. Yep. And when Xcode came out, when Xcode came out, People were saying, this is child toys. This is too easy. You're making it too easy for app developers. You know, at the end of the day, 
one of the things that I hope that I see all these companies do is bring these tools down to a level where anybody can develop on it. Now, some people might feel like, oh boy, that'll open up, you know, less quality. No, I think what you wind up getting is more creativity. You'll, you'll start seeing things that we've never seen before. And the reason I say that is when the Macintosh first was delivered, well, one of the Steve's things was to try to open it up so the graphics designers can start taking a controlling interest in its direction. And Ahmed has been a big champion of this idea of creatives coming into this market. You do not have creatives when you have to go and try to provision, yeah. uh, you know, AWS to try to get an app to work. So that is something I lay on. Do not make it into another Kindle type platform. And I, I think we could almost say they aren't with that Microsoft relationship unless they already knew that it wasn't going to go anywhere. Uh, I think what we can learn is what AOL did and what CompuServe did is when they opened up their email platforms to the greater internet, you know, they wanted their silos, but when they did that, it sparked a revolution. Now it de-emphasized AOL because there was again, failure of vision, failure of management. The AOL teams there, they owned, they owned the messenger service. In fact, Twitter, the entire concept of Twitter was based on the away message. And so a lot of the things about legacy companies, we got to be careful. We think that they might dominate. And if we went back in time, we'd say, oh, AOL is going to own everything. In reality, they thought that. But what happened is the world passed them by. And this sure. is true. This can be true for Amazon also. So I give Amazon high grades. They absolutely, like Ahmed said, defined this space. They invented it. And you got to give Jeff Bezos, I think, an A plus as an executive to actually drive people to do this and to build one of the largest armies I've ever seen in technology around one product. I mean, they're approaching 10,000 army just working on Alexa. Now, again, we're complaining about developer tools, Let's see what they do in 2018. I think we're going to start seeing some amazing things. Well, they're certainly providing incredible market leadership, and it's been fun to watch them. They're moving at a pace that I've said before I feel is historic. Um, it's almost unprecedented. Um, and they, I don't think there's a voice first FM that has nearly the listenership uh, that this network has without what they're doing. Um, so grateful for a lot of stuff that they're doing. Uh, they're trying new things. Um, they're not afraid to fail, uh, in keeping up their, their blitzkrieg pace. So I would give them an A plus. I'm going to give them an A. The reason I don't give them an A plus, you know, voice first FM was criticized for not having enough women on our shows, which is something that we rapidly moved to do something about, uh, when someone made that criticism, and it was very early on, but, uh, you know, Amazon, and it's been written about, Amazon has a lot of women doing great work with the Alexa platform. We've tried repeatedly to get them on this, sh this network and on this show and other shows um, and have gotten a lot of crickets chirping. So we would love to have Amazon express themselves a little bit more, um, share with us and the growing voice ecosystem, uh, their thoughts and philosophies on things. So hopefully in 2018, we can accomplish that. Outside of that one pretty minor criticism, uh, they're providing a lot of leadership. They're doing a lot of great things. Looking forward to their 2018. We will move on and we will, we will keep this as succinct as possible. I'm going to give each of the panel one minute to share their, uh, each person's most exciting development of 2017 their worst development uh, in, in, as far as voice is concerned or most disappointing development. 
And then the single most important storyline, guys, you've got 60 seconds to cover each of these three things. And Mark, I'm going to start with you. Hit me with your thoughts. Okay, this is going to be fast. Um, so I think some of the important things that happened in this uh, 2017 was the Echo Show. I think it was great uh, device. We're showing that to a number of customers with demos and almost 90% of uh, the people that show that when we go on to the development phase for their stuff, want to go ahead and do a presence uh, with the Echo Show as well. So I think that's huge. Another one is Alexa for business. I think that is is going to be a game changer. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. This is part of my storyline for next year if we um, hear a storyline along the lines of Google Assistant goes to work. Um, I think uh, I think that's an important aspect of the enterprise to hit. Uh, worst developer and most disappointing. Um, I guess personally on the voice XP side, uh, we went ahead and tried to roll out Black Friday, Cyber Monday ads. Uh, Didn't get a lot of uh, good feedback in the marketplace from that. But now that monetization is uh, in place, we're looking forward to a a good next year with uh, doing, uh, being able to sell products and services through the Alexa platform. Um, So that's that's my uh, summary for uh, for this year and, and next. Excellent. Thank you for that. Ahmed, your thoughts uh, with those three things. Yeah. So I think uh, the most exciting development this year is uh, the Alexa for business arrival, arrival of Alexa for business. I think that's going to be a definitely a game changer in taking Alexa to the office and beyond. Um, I think the worst and most disappointing development this year is the Cortana Alexa Alliance. It just make, makes no sense. Uh, the, the immediate effect that it had on company, a company like us was to just pause on developing uh, Cortana skills, right? Made no sense. And I think the, uh, the single most important storyline heading 2018 is the um, uh, Apple un, uh, pausing on their, on their device. I think that is just a red flag. And um, so we need to watch what happens at Apple's uh, on Apple's side in 2018, hopefully. And I believe they will recover, but it's going to be interesting to see um, how they do it. Excellent. Thank you for that. And Brian, your thoughts? Well, I'm going to have to have um, the most exciting development is head and head on uh, the Echo Show and uh, monetization from Amazon. I think the, those are the most important uh aspects and they're equal in my view and uh a runners-up is going to be viv coming into the marketplace uh, beginning uh most disappointing thing of the year is most definitely apple uh apple could have done a whole lot uh in 2017 so i'm looking forward to what they can do in 2018 2018 i'm going to have to give it two things and that is voice and blockchain merging uh by the end part of 2018 we're going to see ways that the blockchain uh maybe uh transactional systems and voice working together uh i'm going to be the first to say it a lot of people aren't thinking in this direction but i can tell you things that i'm very close to are going to be approaching that and it's going to be phenomenal the other thing is uh very much like what mark uh brought up and i've talked about this for a very long time i'm seven years into this is when enterprise finally understands what voice means to productivity amongst employees productivity around customers and not a phone tree not a 1-800 type system real true ai voice driven ai delivered to everybody's headset when they're on a retail space or they're on the phone or other types of scenarios. We're just seeing the tip of the iceberg and I'm going to telegraph some of the things I'm going to be doing is related to that in 2018. 
Yeah, I, I think for like Alexa for business, I know Amazon en- enjoys uh, counting skills. I wouldn't be surprised if we uh, saw a headline, Alexa for business, private skills hit 20,000 uh, for uh, 2018. I think a lot of developers are going to be able to, to jump in. I know Voice XP is, is uh, bracing themselves to be a leader in that aspect and are already meeting with uh, customers and and demoing this functionality to them, you know, even this week. So yeah, I I got to echo what Mark said. Uh, I I sat down with uh, uh, just about August uh, with uh, five different enterprise companies before it was announced that Amazon was going this direction. And they were already hitting the ground running to build incredible, incredible uh, opportunities and applications inside these voice systems. And uh, these are multi-million dollar scenarios. These are companies that are committing literally in one case, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars into these contracts to get them done. So it's going to be huge and uh, monetization, the way it's going to be doing on the Amazon platform or the Google platform for enterprise, it's going to be tricky. That's one of my biggest, uh, my biggest quagmires in, in working with these larger companies is how they're going to try to make that work. But, you know, we'll, we'll solve those problems. All of that is excellent analysis. And, uh, you know, I echo a lot of what y'all have said. You know, I, I think the monetization is such a huge development, but it even goes a step further beyond that. It's the fact that Amazon showed the agility and the intelligence, uh, the market intelligence to act on that. Um, you know, we've been beating that drum um, since the show over. First show. The first yeah. show, Bradley, that we sure. said monetization and they did it. And I am really excited that Amazon moved so quickly. Sure. I mean, this- well, and it's not, it's the fact that they can move quickly, but also you got to be listening. You know what yeah. I mean? If you're not listening, then it doesn't matter how quickly you move. You don't know what direction to go in. So uh, they heard I, us. They definitely heard us. I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think they did, and uh, and I think that's very exciting to see a company um, able to listen to feedback and then, you know, not necessarily accept it at face value because there's a lot of context that we don't have, but uh, to understand, um, you know, and to have the wisdom—that's the correct word—the wisdom on what to do to lead the marketplace. I think that's the, the biggest development for me. Most disappointing, completely agree, it's Apple. We've got Amazon and Google sort of chasing after uh, Amazon's tail, and those two juggernauts are doing their thing is creating such incredible market force. Imagine if you had a third competent juggernaut um, you know, adding to that tailwind um, it would add a lot to the market. Uh, it would move uh, voice evolution even faster. Um, I think it's disappointing that we have not been able to enjoy that so far. And then the biggest storyline, I think, is the uh, it's it's what Voice First FM is about. It's it's showing this incredibly healthy ecosystem of all these different companies doing all these different things. You know, just like this garden of. Um, organizations and opportunities that have arisen. Um, and, you know, it's so empowering, this voice first movement to enable entrepreneurs and it's the, all the way up to the, mo- the biggest of big companies to um, uh, act in the marketplace in new and exciting and interesting ways. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what uh, all of y'all and everyone listening comes up with in 2018. And having people on Voice First FM and telling those stories. So um, thank you, Brian, Ahmed, and Mark for this time today, uh, as well as 20 episodes ago. Thank you, Bradley. Greatly appreciate it. Yeah, hats off to you, Bradley. 
Yeah, happy, 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 happy holidays and a happy new year to everyone. Yes, Absolutely. Uh, it's been a great year. 2018 uh, holds an incredible amount of promise for the three of y'all, uh, as well as for everyone listening uh, who's getting into voice. It's going to be exciting to see. For this week in voice, thank you for listening. And until next season, beginning in January.